Ortho Laser Orthopedic Laser Centers is proud to sponsor the Ortho Show podcast. Ortho Laser Orthopedic Laser Centers is killing it right now. We have six centers open with two more opening in the next eight weeks with 10 more sites in the queue across the country. We're exclusively powered by the MLS M8 laser technology. Laser treatment is an awesome alternative to traditional cortisone shots and surgery for all of your acute and chronic orthopedic pain needs for your patients. To find out how you can supercharge your orthopedic practice and become a part of the OrthoLaser community, go to the OrthoLaser website at www.ortholaserwithaz.com. That's www.ortholaserwithaz.com. From Medical Media, this is The Ortho Show. Hello world, Dr. Scott Sigmund here for another episode of the Ortho Show podcast. I'm really excited for this one today. We actually have a dear friend of mine. He's an orthopedic surgeon, world-renowned educator, entrepreneur, author. He may actually be busier than the fro. I am not sure, but the man does not stop. He's a good friend of mine. Welcome, Alejandro Badia. How are you, brother? I'm great, Scott. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. I, you know, it's uh, I'm having a hard time keeping up with you, man, all the cool <laughs> stuff you're doing. I mean, so just so everybody knows, one of the things that Alejandro and I share is that we are uh, both fellows of the Royal College of, of Surgeons in Ireland, which was a, a great honor for the two of us. And uh, we could talk a little bit of that as, as we get going. But, uh, you know, I think that... Um, you know, I think summing you up as perfect as you were telling us exactly what you were doing right before you got on air. Why don't you tell us what you were doing literally before we started the podcast? <laughs> well, my yeah, my my PAs uh, should be closed by now, but I I was doing a proximal humerus ORIF uh, with uh, with actually one of those new radio loosened plates. So, and um, the patient actually show, got the time wrong, so showed up late. So we were a little bit worried about being punctual here, but. But we got it done. So uh, I'm I'm very fortunate right down the hall are my operating rooms. So everything's in one place. And um, you know, I didn't want I didn't want to keep the fro waiting. So Yeah, no, well we appreciate it. I hope that the PA's uh, got his finger on the wound there, okay, and the patient's not bleeding out, but <laughs> well, it, well it's a she and she may be she may be delivering right now because she's, she's about to go on maternity leave. So. Yeah, that's all right. Just leave her pregnant in the room. No worries. So you can come out and do the podcast. I love it. Uh, but, but no, I think the story that's what I love about your practice in particular is that the patient was from Guatemala, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he, uh, what do we call him? He had a fall and he, it was almost three weeks ago now. And I, I think what happened is he, started asking around and, you know, the, the fracture was in a lot of varus and obviously like everyone, he wanted a great result. And um, so he ended up contacting me through, through my website, through a patient from there. And uh, he, he flew here and um, he'll, he'll be here, you know, for the from early next week and then he'll go home. So and you that's, do, that's awesome. I mean, you do a lot of that. I mean, so how, so, you know, for our young, you know, orthopedists out there that are trying to brand themselves and develop a practice as to, to who they are, how does that, I mean, obviously your bilingual status goes a long way to be able to speak in the native tongue, but, uh, but how did you build that business? I think you, you know, we all do the same thing, right? We all, uh, you know, medically we treat everybody the same, right? There's no question, but um, there are certain populations of, 
of patients, you might spend a little bit extra time. You might ask them about the wife and kids a little bit more. And I started doing that with my international patients and encouraging them to go to my website and um, and ask questions. And I'm I'm very responsive. I'll I'll answer them at midnight or um, new inquiries. And then I have a full time. You well, you met Susan who helped me organize this, and she is the international patient coordinator. So they don't have to deal with six different people in in a busy office. They have one one staff member who really caters to them, and um, and then it, it's a lot of word of mouth. Um, and then there's also some education there. I like to travel like you do, Scott, and I I make sure I go to these countries, and I'll even do a a meet and greet in the hotel ballroom sometimes uh, or the or the lobby. Um, and well, I mean, frankly, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I'm in Miami. Miami is, uh, I say to people, it's not even the U.S., really. It's kind of the capital of Latin America. So we get Caribbean, South America, Central America, some some snowbirds from Canada, and, and some occasional, some Europeans as well. Yeah, I can tell you, of all the things that I have in my life and all the people that are working for me, I don't have an IPC. So that's the International <laughs> Patient Coordinator. Yeah, well, so I'll have to work on getting myself an IPC, but, uh, but no, I mean, it, I, that's truly remarkable. I mean, you do have this international practice and that brand is really difficult to be able to cultivate. And so I think that is a great message for some of our listeners as to how you separate yourself and, uh, being able to, to what's your message, what's your brand, how is it that you're caring for patients? Uh, one of the passions that the two of us share, that's why we're both fellows of the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland, is that we love to educate. Yep. And uh, prior to this crazy pandemic, we would travel a lot together uh, many times, but separately to various places all around the world, always looking for opportunities to to both educate others, but then become educated yourself. And so how why why is that such a passion for you? Well, I think I, I realized that if I wanted to myself learn more, I had to get different perspectives. So, you know, granted, the U.S. is, you know, a powerhouse in medicine, but I think we overlooked that there are great ideas in other countries, certainly in Europe, but even in Latin America, where in many countries they, they might have to make do with less resources. So I, I bring back little little things from each country, and, and certainly they, they, they like to hear what, what I have to say. But I share these ideas in, in, in other places that maybe I picked up, whether it be in Italy or in Brazil. Um, so that, that is just, for me, made me a better physician. And uh, I, I just realized that early on. Um, I did an AO fellowship in, in Germany, and that's when I got the travel bug. What happened is my, my uh, mentor went away for three weeks on vacation to, uh, to Britannia in, in France. So I had to get, keep busy. So, and I knew he was going to do that. So I, I arranged for visits to, um, to in Switzerland with Yuli Buchler and Bern. I went to uh, Italy and I went to Strasbourg, France with, with, with uh, renowned Guy Fouché. And I realized that I, I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed learning from them, uh, picking up other ideas and, and traveling, different cuisines, meeting different people. And uh, that never left. So I, I, I just built upon that. So, Alejandro, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I've developed a passion for travel and education as well. I always bring home as much as I give when I go away meeting with these doctors and the different techniques and styles that they have. And you're absolutely right. There are fantastic orthopedic surgeons doing innovative things all around the world. Uh, it, it would be very shallow minded to think that the only thing you can learn is in an orthopedic residency in America or a fellowship. So kudos to you and, and really in that uh 
and that constant quest of, of uh, education as well as travel. And we're going to hopefully one day get back on planes again and be able to start doing that again, although it seems to be all virtual at this point. One of the other things that you and I share is our passion for entrepreneurship, which as an orthopedic surgeon is a rare bird, right? I mean, most of us want to stay in and do their thing, go to the operating room, see patients. There's not a lot of us that are innovative and thinking who are willing to even take risks and move forward. So tell us about your experience as an entrepreneur. Well, I, 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 re, I refer to it, Scott, as a curse, to be honest. I really, I really think that, you know, I, I, I kind of wish I was content with how things are, but I, I just realized that um, I, I see a problem and, and for some reason I have this compulsion to fix it. And it's the same thing with healthcare. So I, I realized a good 12, 15 years ago that everybody was coming to me as, as a hand guy had really been typically the three or four different doctors. You know, they might've gone to the ER, then it's a work comp injury. So they go to an OC Health and then that person's a, you know, maybe oftentimes a, a primary care a doc doing hourly work. And then they, then they send them to the orthopedic surgeon. The orthopedist says, you know, I don't really do complex wrist. I'm, I'm a hip and knee guy, right? So I'm the fourth doctor. And I thought that was not only bad for the patient, but really bad for our healthcare system. In incredibly costly, cumbersome, and uh, delaying treatment often, as, as we all know, can, can portend bad outcomes. So I kind of went on this mission to, to try to change that. And that's uh, that 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 was you know that that's been the hardest thing I've ever done. I've I've done some entrepreneurship in terms of medical devices, um, and that has its own headaches. But trying to change how healthcare is actually delivered is is really uh, really a mouthful. And, and so that's where Ortho Now came from. Uh, yes, so tell, tell us right. about Ortho Now. I want you know, tell us tell the audience about what it's all about. Sure. So we've seen this in, incredible growth of urgent care centers, and and I think there's. A lot of good to them. I don't. I don't think uh, uh, you know uh, somebody with a sore throat, possible strep throat, needs to go to an ER and compete with that patient having an acute MI or an asthma attack or or a femur fracture for that matter. And it's same thing with orthopedics. And most orthopedics, let's face it, you know, it is sort of an outpatient event, and uh, many times are minor minor injuries or just aches and pains. Somebody been having back pain or knee pain for for six months. Being able to go to a walk-in center where they also have expertise, so they have the convenience of a traditional urgent care, but the expertise that uh, an, an orthopedic urgent care, which, by the way, I get away from using that term because uh, people understandably think it's only urgent, and it actually isn't. It's many. We have a, a very extensive data analytics that shows that 70% of our patients come for pain, and number one of uh, last few months has been right uh, knee pain. So we, we can tell you month to month what are the most common presenting diagnoses. And the reason is that it, it's just so much easier for the patient to get seen. You know, any, any busy orthopedic surgeon may take at least a week or two to get an appointment. And we are a now kind of culture, particularly the millennials. And they, they, they don't want it just now. They, they want to be able to do it with this. So our, our uh, app won, a, won an innovation award for sports medicine. Uh, it's, we call it on my way now, and the patient can let let the closest ortho now know. They see that by GPS. They'll see the hours, and they'll be able to send an alert and then call an Uber and now a Lyft. We just partnered with Lyft as well inside the app, 
so that they can be taken from, say, the soccer field or the work, uh, the workplace, the factory, and then they can send a picture of their injury as well, uh, and 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 estimate what time they'll be there. So you know, all of that just totally disrupts the traditional process. So so let me get this straight. Yeah. So all right. So you've got your cell phone. Yeah. You're on, you're on your scooter. You fall down. You break your wrist. You got your app right on your cell phone. Yep. You click click on Ortho now. You find out where the closest one is, what the waiting room is. Uber picks you up. You send a picture in. So before you even get there, the doctor or the PA knows exactly what's what to expect, and you roll and you get treated. That's like that's fantastic. Yeah, and, they, and they've got and we've got the uh, X-ray set up for a wrist or hand series as opposed to a lumbar spine, right? So so uh, so all of a sudden it's just a different process. And now they can register. And we, by the way, we continue to improve it. We're we're our, we're just rolling out our fourth generation. This I think. Um, uh, this, at the end of this week, where the physicians, because we have a different app that we use to communicate, right? So the ortho PA wants to run it by, say, the hand guy. So I will look at that. Last night I saw at, at nine o'clock at night a mid shaft proximal humerus fracture in about literally 60 degrees of varus. So I said, well, that definitely needs going to need to be plated or, or rotted, depending on your preference. And, uh, and in fact, because of the insurance, uh, they ended up, uh, I, you know, I said, you know, contact one of my colleagues, and they're already registered in the app. So they they so I can see the X-ray, and we can make a decision remotely. So there's the app, and and then you can actually refer other people. So the the coach or the um, the adjuster, the insurance adjuster, can just hit referrals, and then they could type in just the name, a phone number, and may and any email if they have it, and then they're going to get called by us, and then and the team knows. That's fantastic. So yeah. the assumption is you must have a knee guy, right? You got a right. you got a foot and ankle person, right. you know. So you've got these specials that are part of the process of ortho now. Exactly. Uh, and and so it, it really is it, it's really not urgent care. It's just it's like efficient care, you know, yeah. literally yeah. the ability to, well, to maneuver we, these people around. We've used the word uh, orthopedics on demand, which is which is kind of funny because there's a group uh they it's all web-based. It's 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 different, it's not a brick and mortar like ours. But um, we, you know, we we need to collaborate and get these ideas together because there's uh, some orthopedists in California who are doing something sort of similar about getting access to the uh, to the right surgeon very quickly, but all all web based. And they they use the term which we had also come up with years ago of orthopedics on demand. We have a number of different uh, kind of catchphrases and terms because using the word urgent care. Um, actually, it doesn't doesn't capture the whole picture as as you just picked up. Agreed. Out. I mean, you got a patient that comes in with knee pain. Instead of having to go through a primary care, then call an orthopedic surgeon, get an appointment two weeks. Right. If you guys make a diagnosis of osteoarthritis, it goes to the knee guy, looks at the X-ray, and the PA can do a cortisone injection or maybe a Zoretta injection, and the patient well, gets relief immediately instead of having to go through the entire process. Exactly. So, as you know, we're we're engaging now with Zoretta because you know we 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 also act as sort of a clearinghouse for, for new orthopedic treatments. Sure. So we, we want to be able to offer, you know, so we do orthobiologics. Uh, as you know, we want to engage with, or, with ortho laser. You need a laser. The only thing you're missing is a laser. That's true. The, the, well, there's one other thing we're missing, and that's called capital. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we have uh, that, you know, perhaps that's one of, my, uh, one of my many mistakes was that I didn't really seek funding early on. I, I thought that my uh, orthopedic colleagues would really embrace this idea so rather than getting uh, we did a franchise 
because that way I don't need capital. In other words, it's going to be theirs anyway. All we're doing is sort of selling them the, uh, you know, the, the whole the whole manual, the, the branding, the, the app, everything, the telemedicine, which we've had for years now, all of these things. But, you know, we're all busy. So the problem is for our colleagues to kind of shift gears uh, is what was much more challenging than I thought. So I, I really should have sought capital. And, and, and we're doing that now. We have a, a, an investment group that's very interested from the Northeast. And, uh, I, you know, I think some good things are about to happen. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't, you know, CVS or Walmart or any of these places that are already thinking about this as part of their business structure, uh, there definitely has to be some private equity that would be interested in this sort of a concept. We, you know, as you know, I'm in the franchise business as well. Uh, We're doing pretty good post-pandemic just because, you know, people are looking for another revenue source at this point and uh, uh, because not everything is up back to normal completely yet. But no, this is a great idea. It's a great concept. It's going to have to work. It's just this is what we talk about, though, as as entrepreneurs. Right. It's more failure than it is success. It's it's the (laughs) it's the courage to persevere and continue on with your idea. You know, I didn't think I'd be in the messy middle this long, but I read a book uh, by um, Mark uh, by Belsky and it's called The Messy Middle. And what you know, the, we romanticize the, oh, the, the startup out of their garage and then when they sell for a multiple. But nobody talks about the majority of the time is spent in that middle section where you're just, you're just scrambling. You're trying to keep the lights on. You're, you're, you know, you're paying your team. So uh, I'm excited to, to um, report that. I, and you don't know this. My, uh, I was actually in the next room meeting with a group of pediatricians. Um, the, uh, there's a new CEO in town, new sheriff. So he came down from a big academic program in New York. He was tired of, you know, big hospitals and, and the bureaucracy, and he wanted to do something really innovative. So he's very excited. This is his second week. And uh, we're excited to have him because he's bringing, you know, certain, um, certain approaches that, 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 that frankly, we, we just, you know, we, we were not great at. Yeah, though no, I have a fantastic CEO as part of my group. It's yeah. absolutely necessary. Thank you, Mark Molenkopf, just for the record. And, yeah. uh, you know, it really makes a huge difference in the ability to to do what we do best, right? We What we do is the, the, the orthopedic side of it, but now let's get a business-minded person in to be able to take it to the next level. So that's fantastic. So Mazel Tov, fantastic. Congratulations. And I know it's going to take you to the next level. That's great. So one of the other things, before we get to your book that we share uh, is our opioid sparing philosophy, and isn't that such a great way to live? It, it's completely different. I, I, I you know, did, I had our um, a video conference today with a, a, a justice from a, a huge uh, TPA, you know, work comp. There was probably there was about thirty people on on the Zoom call, and I played a video. It's on my website for, with Regenitan, which you are a user as well, right? I, Am I allowed to say the cow patch or, or no? Yeah, you could definitely call it the cow. If you Google cow patch, I'm number one. <laughs> right. The next two, three, and four are actual cow patches, which is cow manure, but I'm number one if you Google That's cow funny. patch. That's funny. That's great. Well, no, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna continue to use that and drive up your SEO there, Scott. There you go. I appreciate um, you. Thank you. So I played for them this video, which which uh, they they helped produce, which really came out great. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's a, a sheriff who tore his cuff. He fell. Uh, it was actually a partial tear, but very painful, as you know. Somebody's hurt more than a complete tear. And he was, uh, Hurricane Irma was, what, two and a, two years ago? And he was um, trying to clear trees down in Isla Morada or, or at Marathon, way down in the Keys. And he came and we did this video. And in the video, he says that he never had pain. 
Um, he literally, I mean, he literally said that. He goes, I, I couldn't believe it. And it's true. You have these patients. I, I had a patient with a reverse shoulder recently. You know, I do those outpatient. And the patient tells me they took like two pills only because they felt like they, they should. <laughs> you know, because we, we give them a few just so I don't get woken up at three in the morning. But we don't give them the 30 tablets like we used to. Right. That's a, so everybody lo- knows is listening. That's a shoulder replacement. So yeah, you can yeah. undergo a shoulder replacement as an outpatient and oh. literally not have to take any opioids where literally two years ago, if you underwent a shoulder replacement, you were in the hospital probably for at least a day, if not two days, depending on your pain management. So, you know, opioid sparing is awesome for the patients. It's awesome for us as doctors now, awesome right? Because because you don't have to write refills or worry about people getting addicted to medication. It's just a great it's such a liberating way to be able to take care of patients. And so we're thrilled to have you on board as a leader and a spokesperson. So thank you for that. Well, but, but you know, you mentioned education. I mean, I didn't, you know, granted I, I was, I had my, you know, my finger kind of on the pulse, but I didn't convert over really fully until uh, you, you know, I was with you in, uh, in, um, in Ireland. So you, this is the power of travel. I, I've learned so much sometimes for my American colleagues somewhere else, because I'm able to completely focus. Well, not completely. We drank a lot of pints of beer, but 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 outside of that, we 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 got to hear some great talks, and I came back energized from from Ireland. I had already been I had been using the uh, the patch Regenitin uh, a collagen patch for for quite a few years, but I hadn't really fully embraced with uh, Exparel. And uh, that was, that was, it's been a game changer for my practice. And my, my PA loves it. She's in charge of that. I mean, she's like militant about uh, doling out anything other than combined, you know, NSAID and, and extra strength Tylenol. <laughs> right. Cause her life's that much better too. She doesn't have to write the new prescriptions and all of that. That's right. so, a lot less call, yeah. a lot less calls at night, ironically. Yeah. ironically. No nausea. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's just so yeah. much better for everybody. So one of the things that I'm most proud of you as, as one of your accomplishments is that, uh, is your book, you know, healthcare from the trenches. It was just published, released probably about three months ago now or so. And, uh, you know, it's just a great story. It's a, it's a, it's about you and your passion over decades of practicing medicine, looking and seeing all the things that just aren't working and, and really being able to give a discourse about what you think, you know, how you can get things better, and one of the things that I, I loved is that you you brought in experts and other people's opinions too to sort of fill the gap. So it wasn't just Alejandro Badia, but it was a chorus right. of people. And you're so brilliant because you brought me in, obviously, to do, <laughs> do a little piece for you too. So I thank you about that for my moment of fame in your book on opioid sparing. Oh, a couple but, moments. You're, you're mentioning you you we you know we we did that interview with you, and then we we put your your perspective in several different areas, and that's what we did with uh, you know there's 26 other contributors. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about the book and the passion and where it came from and, and how, and how's it doing, by the way? Uh, it's doing great. I, I had uh, two different radio interviews today talking about it because as we've come to election time, we had a press release recently talking about the fact that both the uh, RNC and the DNC conventions, neither one of them really discuss healthcare in terms of any concrete ideas. And you've seen that in every other election. So it's, it's going to be interesting what happens. Uh, I wrote it out, honestly, out of frustration. I wrote it out of every Monday. I hear what patients go through to get the care. I know what my staff goes through when I, you know, I, I, I tell a patient they need, a, you know, an ORIF of a wrist fracture and all these hurdles we have to jump through. 
So I started writing a book over a year ago, but you know, as busy as we are, I, I dedicated a little bit of time each week and then boom, COVID hits, right? So we all hunker down. So what do you think I did? Finished your book. I knocked out the book. I, I, yes, I, you know, I, I watched my share of Netflix, but, but I didn't binge. I, I really uh, spent 12 to 14 hours a day. I, I wrote uh, basically all of the personal part, which is the first third that gives, I think, the patients uh, an understanding of what all of us go through from, from medical education. It, it's pretty lengthy process, as we know. And uh, I, think, I think we all love it, but we realize it's, 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 it's grueling. And then to go from that to go into practice, I talk about early practice, and then all of a sudden, bam, I hit them with all these hurdles. Government, uh, big healthcare systems, um, insurance, a big, huge chapter on insurance companies. Uh, then, um, you know, opportunists, right, in healthcare. You know, there, there's opportunists everywhere. Um, and, then, and then medical malpractice, of course. Uh, so so I, I, all of these sections uh, are done once the, the reader has sort of empathized with our process of, 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 of learning and training for this, uh, but really what is a vocation and a passion, I think, for all of us. And the, the public, I don't think, fully understands that. I read The Making of a Surgeon when I was 11 years old. William A. Nolan, MD, incredible book. Turns out he trained at Bellevue. So he was a general surgeon who trained at Bellevue. Little did I know, you know, that, you know, 15 years later, I'd be training at Bellevue just like him. And that, that was uh, pretty special for me. Yeah, no, you know, we really want to commend you and what a great, great way to spend your pandemic to be able to get your passion out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the book is resonating. Yeah. It's really doing well for, for the, for our listeners. You can get it on amazon.com. Again, it's healthcare from the trenches. Uh, it's a great read. It gives a really thorough explanation of what, we as orthopedic surgeons go through in our training uh, and then the personal experiences that you went through, as well as the obstacles that we face as clinicians trying to provide the best health care in the world. So well done, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know, I, I hope it generates dialogue. That's the main. I mean, there's some solutions in the last chapter, but the idea is just to, to generate dialogue. And I'm, we're hoping to get people to uh, there's a Facebook uh, group, one of those Facebook, called Healthcare from the Trenches. And I'm hoping that eventually colleagues go on there and say, you know what, I had this patient with, you know, like recently I had a patient with a metacarpal fracture, you know, who has it in insurance and they wouldn't, they weren't authorized. I could have fixed it same day. I had the OR team happen to be down the hall. So they literally made the poor girl wait the entire week just to, to, to put two little screws in a rotated uh, fourth metacarpal fracture that took me 20 minutes. Um, it's, it's absurd what goes on. I don't think people understand it. All right, my friend, tell us where I want everybody in the world to be able to know where they can find Alejandro Badia. So get, give us, where are they going to find you? <laughs> well, a few weeks ago I was home a lot, but, um, uh, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm easy to reach through my website. I, I started that even when I was at Miami hand center, which the, the group, you know, disbanded at some point, but I started my own website because I figured I, I, I'm responsible for it completely. And that's just drbadia.com, D-R-B-A-D-I-A.com. Um, that's for colleagues. That's for uh, potential visiting fellows. That's for patients. Uh, that's you know, for friends. And um, it's just a great way to interact. I mean, we're very lucky in this age where, where you, you can be really accessible. Well, you do that as well as anyone on the planet. 
So at this point, I want to say, you know, as my brother of another orthopedic mother, I can't thank you enough for spending the time and coming out and sharing your story here on the Ortho Show podcast. Thank you, Scott. Really, really a pleasure. And uh, I love what you're doing and, and bringing colleagues in and, and just sharing uh, ideas like this in a casual manner. And I, I hope that we can do it over a pint again very soon. Oh, absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. This is Dr. Scott Sigmund. I want to thank our, our sponsor, OrthoLaser, Orthopedic Laser Centers. Uh, Dr. Scott Sigmund, hashtag follow the fro, host of the Ortho Show. Till next time. <laughs>